Hello and welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Ken. And my name is Jeremy. And uh, to those of, uh, of you that are checking out the Newsreel for the first time, I mean, obviously, this is our Thursday show where we talk about TV and movie news. Ah, I love this show. I, it's, yeah. I feel like it's uh, one of our passion projects, right? We yeah, just it's like a the, little bit more spontaneous, you know, whatever comes up on like pop culture or just news. It's like we get to talk about it, even though there's more like Fast and Furious news. And I was like, are we really going to keep talking about Fast and Furious? Honestly, yeah. I, I I know they lost their director, Justin Lin. I was like, Lin, but yeah. do I want to talk about it? No, <laughs> <laughs> not again. Well, I mean, I, it looks like, I mean... We, we, we try to preview each other's topics. We technically don't know what each other will ask uh, during our TV and movie topic uh, section of the newsreel, of the mm-hmm. meat and potatoes of this show. Uh, but, I mean, hey, Justin Lin may be uh, brought up, potentially, maybe, for maybe. an answer. We'll see. You'll find out in, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes or so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but generally speaking, you know, with... With both of our podcast shows, we like to warm up. And for this show, the newsreel, we like to start off with our TNR question of the day. And so, uh, Jeremy, we are recording this edition of the newsreel on Star Wars Day, which is May the 4th. Be with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, actually, you know what? Last year, uh, I was actually looking through my notes, my old podcast notes, and I knew we we actually uh, recorded another episode around that day as well. So, you know what? We had a Star Wars Day-centric TNR question of the day last year, and you know we're going to do it again this year. And so this, um, this episode's question of the day is, well, going back to 2015, uh, which is when the Star Wars sequel trilogy started. So what? Uh, Force Awakens came yep. out. And so from 2015 to present, 2022... What has been your favorite Star Wars related movie or TV show? Who and not to throw any shade, but it's not the Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah, it's not surprisingly, huh? You know, um, when you first asked the question, I was almost gonna say, I thought you meant like um, if it was just movies, because then it, that would just be the sequel trilogy, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, or unless. Nope. No, oh, no. Rogue One, Rogue um, One. in Solo came out after 2015. You're right. You're right. That cha- <laughs> I don't know if that changes things, but um, I think The Force Awakens is underrated, but you said you expanded it onto TV shows. I'm going to go with Mandalorian Season 1 specifically because going into that show, like you did, I did not know what to expect from the show. It could have been horribly, like, it could have turned out so, like, bad. But, like, when we started getting into it, just from the first scene of, of the show, it, like, set the tone. That first episode, the pilot episode, I feel like set the tone for the rest of the show. And how it's going to, like, handle itself between, like, comedy and action being serious. I like season one specifically just because it, it, it it's kind of like... Stranger Things season one in a way where, yeah, there's, I think a lot more flashy stuff happens. And I think in season two, especially like Luke Skywalker and all that stuff. But season one is the thing is the season where it lays out like the groundwork for the rest of the season or for the rest of the show. And 
it's something something about like going back and watching the first season it's like nostalgic now i completely agree with you in that um that first i mean and, and you got to remember disney plus was still it wasn't really a thing yet yeah. it really did launch with the mandalorian and then whatever catalog it had up until that point in 2019 mm-hmm. so really their first big release was the mandalorian season one and it just became a cultural phenomenon thanks to Baby Yoda, a.k.a. Um, Grogu. Oh, wait, we, I almost call him Baby Grogu, but no, it's Baby. just Grogu. <laughs> true, true. Uh, but yeah, season one, like you said, like Disney Plus was pretty much empty except for, like you said, the catalog, old catalog of stuff. And then, oh, you got The Mandalorian season one. <laughs> and that's it. It but was now literally it's, the it's only thing that was like new as far as new content. And mm-hmm. yeah, there is going to be that nostalgia factor regardless. Because I mean, yeah, even on some of the filler episodes, you know, some of the what Tatooine episodes in the like episode four or five or whatever it was. But you still got, you know, uh, I guess several callbacks from uh, from, you know, the previous movies and everything. And so um, it is my answer as well. But I also... In addition to everything that you said, I want to also throw an honorable mention to Rogue One because I, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why I thought of the question because I knew that uh, some of these, uh, I guess, side Star Wars, non Skywalker saga movies, they, they started coming out starting in, this came out in 2016, Rogue One did, and then a little bit f- further out. And obviously, we have like a bunch of uh, TV shows. Uh, lined up and obviously today they dropped the obi-wan kenobi trailer and we may talk about that next week stay tuned yeah uh but yeah i want to throw an honorable mention for rogue one because we really only got to we only really got to like hear about rogue one in a couple of throwaway lines in a new hope because you know they were able to steal the plans for the death star or whatever and to me, I love the fact that they only take like certain parts of like what may be considered throwaway dialogue and they actually created an entire feature film out of it. Um, they were able to come up with characters that, you know, like we were unfamiliar with, but eventually by the end of the movie, they were memorable enough. Uh, where, you know, we got to care, you know, it was pretty sad how some of their fates kind of ended. Spoiler alert for Rogue One. Uh, but then, obviously, a piece de la resistance. I don't know if I said that right. The Darth Vader scene at the very end. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Rogue One. I don't know if we ever, if we'll ever revisit that whole franchise, but if I... It, I feel like if we ever do a ranking of all the Star Wars movies, the feature films, Rogue One for me is up there, surprisingly. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? And you're going to know. It's um, Halo Reach, you know, yes. where it's like it, it explains yes. like the origins. Yeah. It, like we knew there were Spartans before, like in Star Wars, we knew someone stole the plans to the Death Star and all that stuff. But then you create a whole game or a whole movie out of just that thing and actually get attached to these characters. I haven't um, watched Rogue One in a while. I remember enjoying it. And I, yeah. I did feel like really sad when everyone died at the end. And just like how in Reach, like, what? 
Yeah. How did all of them die? Like, like I wish they can live so then they can team up with like the more current characters or the main characters of the other movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was that movie is definitely underrated for yeah. sure. There was a lot of memorable characters that were were you know they were different. They were all different in their own way, and you know they you could connect to them because you know i feel like with every movie that has come out or even like video games or other like properties you know other tv shows prior prior to when rogue one came out um they were able to still come up with realistic characters within that world and they were very memorable um but yeah i for me i mean you mentioned halo reach for me it what it reminds me of uh, a show that I'm currently watching, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is a spinoff of Breaking Bad, my basically my favorite TV show. But the premise of Better Call Saul basically came from one or two throwaway lines within that show, the Breaking Bad show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I just appreciate how writers can come up with a fully fleshed out story whether it's a tv show or a full feature film based off of just a couple throwaway lines i it's amazing so dude i mentioned before though that fast and furious we're gonna i'm gonna jump into the movie news right now but fast and furious lost their director justin lynn but that's not the only movie that's in development that lost a director it's uh an mcu movie fantastic four lost john watts as its director john watts if you guys don't know is the director of the home homecoming trilogy of spider-man movies so he directed homecoming far from home and no way home most recently and now he is stepping away from the project so ah, that's a little bit disappointing in a in a sense because there are some things that i do like about his style some things i don't but Ken, I do want to ask you, um, who do you think should replace uh, John Watts as director of Fantastic Four for the MCU? Oh, okay. Um, honorable mention, Deborah Chow, um, mm, okay. because she's directed um, some some of the most memorable like episodes in in The Mandalorian. I think she's directing all of the episodes in Obi Wan Kenobi. So I want to say, I say that with um kind of like kind of like a standby sort of thing we'll see how good obi-wan is because if it's horrible mm-hmm. then i'll amend that as a as a possible nominee but i, I I'm, I'm confident that she's gonna do a really good job with obi-wan um uh the show but that's not my answer the answer i have to say will be uh would be brad bird because Ooh. brad yeah. bird i mean in addition to directing arguably the best Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, he did also uh, direct the Incredibles movies. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's similar. It, it's got that similar feel to the Fantastic Four. And I feel like it's a natural, um, it's a natural tr- uh, like tr- transition, you know, from doing animation. Obviously, it's a family of four to uh, another just random uh, f- four. four. It's another family. It's a, a it's different a, kind, it's of a different kind of family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of uh, of superheroes. 
Yeah, and we're not talking about Fast and Furious right now. <laughs> <laughs> or or Justin Lim. No, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah. So um that's a good that's a good uh director. I would probably go yeah, that Brad Bird is is a good one. Just because I've always heard that oh, the Incredibles movies, it's basically just Fantastic Four, but animated pretty much. For me, if you know, there's a lot of fan castings going around. Oh, John Krasinski as yeah. Mr. Fantastic. Even if he's not Mr. Fantastic, I would want to see uh, John Krasinski direct Fantastic Four just because of the family dynamic that he brought to A Quiet Place movies. Yeah, those were kind of like more indie style, a little bit smaller. Uh, but I feel like the MCU is pretty good in that way of getting like more creative directors to to direct their high budget movies. That and I feel like that's what they're trying to do is like bring on uh, potential like already talented people, but to see if they can bring something new to Phase Four, right? Are, right, are Phase Four. Yeah, Phase Four. So I was almost gonna say the Russo brothers, just because I feel like they can. They've already proven themselves with an ensemble, but I don't feel like they're coming back anytime soon. So I would probably go with John Krasinski. Ooh, that one's a good one. Um, man, I saw. I, I was thinking about him too, just because the whole, uh, you know, with the rumors that you were just talking about, where they could, he and Emily Blunt can be cast to be actually in the movie mm-hmm. as as uh, co-stars, you know, with this ensemble cast or whatever. Uh, but uh, some other names. Oh man, what, her name escapes me. She's in um, Jurassic World. Um, um, I I know who you're talking about. It's uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, right? Yes, Bryce. Da- Thank you. Yeah. I was like, I I knew the last name because obviously you know her dad. I was like, wait, what's yeah. her what's her name? But yes, she's also directed some really good memorable episodes in mm-hmm. some TV shows that I've watched. You know, obviously the Star Wars related. Like, you know, we're, yeah. it's Star Wars Mando, Day today. Yeah. <laughs> the Mando episodes that she directed were, were good, too. Yeah, they were. So just that, that round table of people that uh, directed the Mandalorian episodes, there's John a lot Favre. of potential. Yeah, John. John. <laughs> <laughs> Direct the Fantastic Four, John Favreau, to come back. No. <laughs> just open up <laughs> again. <laughs> it's like, are we watching Iron Man 1 again? <laughs> No, but um, yeah, I feel like there's a lot, uh, a lot of potential. Uh, I think they would just have to cast uh, all of the Fantastic Four, you know, obviously the main uh, protagonists correctly, and they just have to be really good writers. Please let them be. I, I would love to see a good Fantastic Four movie because, I mean, eh, there's some okay ones. Yeah, yeah, because. I I really wish like the Russo brothers would do it actually just because seeing their stuff on like Civil War, Captain America, uh, but more at least for me, Community, the show that they did, where they can balance so many characters and have them be so uh, colorful. I guess mm-hmm. just I feel like they would do a really good job because I don't think Captain America was their first first choice right. in terms of a superhero that they would do. But it's like he was never really done before. So it's like there was an interesting thing that they could have done with that character, which they did, in my opinion. But I feel like Fantastic Four is right up their alley because it's all like pretty much damaged characters 
in this uh, makeshift family. You know, I co-sign on that because, you know, obviously we want to, I would love to be able to, you know, get uh, other directors like fresh take on um, some of these well-known properties. But if we have to retread, they, I think they should be at the, 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 the head of the, the line, the, the front of the line, I should say. Oh, my goodness. I almost mixed up my metaphors. Yeah, but they're not going to want to do it just because it's another, like, how many years of just directing MCU movies. If it's going to be Fantastic Four, yeah. Right. It, and I think that's one of the things that I read uh, on the article when you told me that it was going to be on John Watts leaving. Uh, it just set it after doing the uh, the Tom Holland Spider-Man trilogy. It just seems like he wanted to do some other things. And yeah, I, I totally get that. You know, you want to kind of diversify your, um, your your catalog. Yeah, I, when I read the article too, it sounded that way. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, you know what? Now that we've got our movie topic done, I am the TV guy, and I mean, there was a lot to choose. I was like, man, we we could talk about the the new Obi Wan trailer today because that just got released on uh, May the fourth, uh, but. I mean, if a show gets me to watch it a little after midnight, we you know it's worth talking about. So today's TV topic, Jeremy, will be on Moon Knight, the finale. But also I want to kind of throw in episode five as well, because I think the last time we spoke about Moon Knight a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the first four episodes. And I feel like episode five was an all-timer. I think we both agree. We we spoke a little bit offline, mm-hmm. but obviously we wanted to save this conversation for for you guys, the audience. So, again, if you want to dive into episode five, Jeremy, please feel free to do so because it's definitely um, worth talking about. But here's my quick question. All right. No frills. What were your overall, uh, overall thoughts on the Moon Knight finale? All right, so there's remember spoilers for Moon Knight episode six, guys. Look, episode five though, like Ken said, was an all timer. It was it made me question my rankings of all the Marvel TV shows. I guess even including the Netflix ones as well. It doesn't beat Daredevil. Yeah, but that's great. Um, but in terms of like putting it over Loki and all that stuff, it might be up there. After watching that episode, I'm like, dang, how can episode six top this? Uh, so I actually watched it, watched an interview of Oscar Isaac. So when they were trying to pitch the show to him, they actually sent him scripts of episodes one and five, which it makes sense now after Those watching were the best two episodes. <laughs> it was the best two episodes of the whole show. Yeah. Um, and that's I can see why he said yes after watching those two episodes because of how the the type of character, the challenge that he gets to play in those two episodes were, were great. Yeah. Episode five was so good. Episode six, there's some things that I was like, here it is once again, it feels rushed, right? It's yes. like, it's just like... As soon as things start, as the episode starts, I'm like, no, don't do this again. We're jumping straight into it where it's where it's just starting to feel rushed. Don't get me wrong. I still enjoyed it, just like the other finales. But then 
I'm like, oh shoot, when uh, Ethan Hawke, his cane starts all glowing and stuff, I'm like, ah oh, shoot, here it goes again. <laughs> here comes the... you, did you get WandaVision like uh, vibes? I did. And it was like, here comes the lasers again, guys. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is WandaVision all over again. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, it was better than the WandaVision finale. Just I, in, in a way that it was, it felt less rushed than the WandaVision finale. I think. I haven't watched WandaVision in a while, but... Um, I'm going off of memory, too. I, I, I think I disagree with you on that, but go ahead. Sorry. Let's see. But episode six, and feel free to jump in at any time, because I'm like, I'll, just like the episode, I'm all scatterbrained about this, I think. Mm-hmm. I had no, like... I try to watch a explained video, and I'm so, like, lost like on what happened i kind of know i kind of know but like episode five was such good storytelling that now at the end when it's like revealed about like this whole third personality now i'm thinking that like this third personality after what's the what's his name jake jacob jake Jake Lockley. lockley yeah that um He's the one who killed the dad. What was her name? <laughs> what was her name again? The, oh, um, El Fauli something. Yeah, her dad. The, the the last name was was El Fauli. Yeah, shoot, I, I forgot her name. I forgot the the first name. But yeah, I'm pretty sh- like remember how it's like oh you Layla's brought a dad. killer yeah Layla. Um, how I feel like that even though Mark remembers it as two people. I don't know. It could be like that third personality took over, so he technically killed Layla's dad. I don't know. That could be just a theory of mine. But coming back to the actual episode, it just reminded me a lot of the WandaVision one because it's like, yeah, yeah, they're all just flying through the sky. There's a lot of lasers and stuff. I think it, it was, in my opinion, it was done better, but... Then again, after episode five being, like you said, an all-timer. Yeah. It it was a bit disappointing. I remember the last time we talked about Moon Knight. It's like, oh, shoot. How much is the finale actually going to change our minds about the show? I think I still overall liked it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did like the Moon Knight action sequences. They were shot really well. Yeah. Um. But it was more like the gratuitous, oh, last final battle of a Marvel movie. Yeah. And that's kind of disappointing because that this show didn't feel like... It, it was switching things up. It was out of the formula. It was bringing something new. And then episode six just be, was like, here's another like cookie cutter episode for your Marvel ending. Yeah. Um... I, for the most part, I agree with everything you said. Um, I was amazed that the the episode runtime was only 35 minutes or whatever it was. And I was like, no wonder it felt rushed because it really f- was rushed. Um, they threw on a lot, uh, like throughout the first five episodes, especially in episode five, they threw in so many nuanced scenes where Oscar Isaac was able to act his ass off, really. He was so good 
in 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 that fifth episode because again he had the balance between playing uh mark specter uh and um and stephen grant Mm -hmm. and he was you know you he was reliving a lot of these memories from from both perspectives because obviously he created this uh stephen grant persona to kind of shield himself from all that childhood trauma that he had to deal with with obviously losing his uh younger brother uh you know obviously he was so young but you know being blamed by his mom and being resented for that basically the rest of his life until you know his mom passed away or killed herself or uh, did they specifically mention that uh i don't think it was specific i i i thought i just I just assume that she just passed away, like, without, like, probably natural causes. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't really mention it. But, I mean, hey, you know, like, interpret it how you can. Because, obviously, uh, that last traumatic experience was when when Stephen Grant and, and Mark Spector would kind of bleed into each other. Mm-hmm. When, like, at was it outside the... the, the viewing or memorial or whatever it was outside of that apartment yeah. where his dad was trying to t- chase him down. But yeah, I, I completely agree with you in that it, it went from this nuanced show where it's completely different. Yeah. There's some, you know, superhero aspects cause obviously it is a Marvel show or whatever, but you got a chance to see how good storytelling, good writing, good acting, especially by Oscar Isaac, it it showed how you can affect like the quality of the show with not just explosions or like CGI or whatever. And like you said, it felt like they backslid into, Oh, we got to have this confrontation. And by that finale, we got so many new reveals that it, it for sure felt overstuffed. You got um, Amit finally being revealed mm-hmm. like, and then in, ended up, turning into like a Godzilla gator like yeah. figure. And then it reminded me of uh, what Kingpin's reveal, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was disappointing. Yeah. Towerette, like with the weird voices, like with the soldier thing, kind of threw me off too. There was yeah. a couple of things. And then obviously she well, She can do up, that. Yeah. <laughs> and then she ended up using Layla as her avatar, at least temporarily. Yeah. But even then that would j- just kind of was out of nowhere it, just for the sake of you know Layla being able to have like a, this cool superhero suit or whatever and you know for the fight sequences and, and yeah. I, I feel like this show wasn't really all about the fight sequences and so I don't know like for me if I had to compare it to the WandaVision finale I still I think would like I, I still like the WandaVision one a little bit more and I, I don't know if it's because episode five was so good that it led to more of a disappointment. You know, it's like, yeah, it, it fell from higher down to thing. I don't know if it, it felt pretty comparable, um, but I don't know. Uh, it it left me really just scratching my head that I was like, man, it was that it. And then and then it, it was pretty cool that they revealed that uh, Jake Lockley at the very end. But I felt like they telegraphed it so much that it was like, oh, okay. Uh, Mm. And I don't know. I have this one theory about why these Disney Plus shows kind of fall flat on finales versus others or whatever. But we'll get into that. I don't know. 
so I'm also that that makes me afraid for Obi Wan because when we watched the new trailer that came out today, May fourth, uh, it said six part limited series. I'm like, no, come yeah. on, six come on. episodes again. Yeah. So don't be. I won't be surprised if the ending's gonna be rushed as well. So like like me and Ken have been saying, six episodes too short. It is too short. Well, here's my quick theory, okay. real quick. I feel like the best finale. I don't. I don't know if you agree with me. Is Loki, and I feel like I the only. I, I feel like the only reason why that is is because remember in Loki that finale they took the cha- uh, they took the time to actually announce yep. that there was going to be a season two. Yeah, because with this show, it sounds like they're they're gauging whether or not they want one or not. They're not really sure if. The, what they should have done is like just end it. Like there was, they po- they. I hated that they, the finale posed so many qu- new questions, because now it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna get a season two. And I was actually expecting, oh, an announcement at the end of the the credits saying, oh yeah, Moon Knight season two coming later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, just like Loki, but that wasn't the case. So I agree with you. The Loki finale tied things up better because they knew already in advance how the show was going to either continue or just end right there. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you one random question. Did you ever... I, I remember you were talking to me offline about watch potentially watching Watchmen on HBO. Mm. Did you ever get a chance to watch Watchmen? No, not yet. Okay. I know it's, it's just the one season, right? It is the one season. But I'll I'll mention this it's one season it can have a second season but they tied up this first season perfectly like it was going to be a miniseries it didn't feel rushed and i mm-hmm. feel like if moon knight would have done it the same way that watchmen did it it would have played so much better yeah so if i were to compare it to like another marvel show it would be maybe Daredevil Season 3. And I know you haven't seen it yet, mm-hmm. but the reason why I like Daredevil Season 3 so much is that it ties things up well, but th- if they wanted to make another season, they could have. Right. So, so the show should do that, you know? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, if you know that there's going to be like another season, like just... Like, leave it on huge cliffhanger, just like Loki. But I don't know. Especially with the, all the plans, like, that Marvel has, like, 10 yeah. years in advance. They should kind of know what they want to do, what if they yeah. need another season or not. It felt like they were just undecided, and and then it just suffered. That, that finale just suffered because they didn't know if they were going to pivot into a season two or if they were just going to tie it off. And mm-hmm. so, I feel uh, like it's a studio thing, though. Mm-hmm. With these these uh, blockbuster finales, I feel mm-hmm. like it's a studio decision. I see. Yeah, I can definitely see that. One word answer, Jeremy. Where would you put out of all the Disney Plus MCU shows? Where would you put Moon Knight? Disney Plus MCU shows. Okay, so no Daredevil. No Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that, Daredevil. Not, not, not the um, old Netflix. So one word. Where where would you put it? Second, agreed. I think agreed. Behind Loki. Behind Loki. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. would probably have to watch Loki again to yeah. see, because there were like, 
but yeah, Loki was the most balanced. I agree. I feel like Moon Knight had more uh, better highs. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't have like a a bad. I don't want to say bad episode. It didn't have a disappointing episode like the finale. Um, yeah. It was more consistent, like you said. Anyway, that's. <laughs> I mean, I we, know th- we. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> there was one episode that I think a lot of people were like, "What the heck?" In Loki, when I think um, him and uh, Sylvie got stuck on that one planet for like an episode. Is that yeah. like episode two or three? I think it was three. And I know what you're talking about, but I feel like we got um, some good dialogue where they were yeah. just, t- um, you got to get to know the uh, the Loki variants. Yeah, that was like a character building episode. So right. see, there's, if there's a purpose rather than just noise, <laughs> then, you know, it it's more subjective, I think. That and it was in the middle of the season, whereas yeah. <laughs> this was like at the finale, and you kind of want to end on a better uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, let, do you want to preview what we have upcoming on our main show? Yeah, next week or yeah, next week Monday, we're going to be talking about Uncharted. That's going to be starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake and Victor Sullivan. They're going to be going on a bit of a treasure hunt. They got to team up and search for the treasure of Ferdinand Magellan. So that's uh, not really, it's like, it's like we, whenever we talk about Tom Holland, it's always Spider-Man. But yeah. in this case, he's having a new movie and he's he's still jumping around, he's still hopping around, but he's Nathan Drake this time. <laughs> yeah, there was a few uh, scenes where it's like, man, that was Peter Parker of <laughs> a Peter Parker one-liner or something like that. Yeah, when whenever he does, uh, yeah, especially when he does parkour and stuff, I'm like, hey, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Spider-Man, do a flip, do a flip. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that'll be this coming Monday. It'll be May 9th. Uh, Uncharted is actually currently out on digital and Blu-ray. Um, and, uh, well, I mean, it's it's going to start airing the podcast on May 9th. We'll actually, uh, it's going to be available to rent actually the following day on May 10th. So definitely, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, check it out on digital or rent it on the starting the 10th and then join in the, on that conversation. So Jeremy, uh, if they want to keep up with the Weekly Real podcast, where can they do it? So, if you want to follow us on the social media, it's going to be at Weekly Real. That's going to be Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to go check out our TikTok, it's going to be at Weekly Real Pod. Yes, the one outlier. But yeah. hey, we're we're trying to get more content out there. Jeremy did a pretty cool uh, TikTok yeah, video. I learned how to use TikTok, guys. Yeah, he's learning. Hey, he actually did a pretty good job uh, for our preview for uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent that was pretty cool yeah i was like having fun pretending to be nicholas cage yeah and so again uh just as a reminder you know check out this past monday's episode on the unbearable weight of massive talent it's currently out in theaters the podcast episode's already available on, on on all the usual uh podcasting platforms like apple spotify and more also, again, check out our brand new episode this coming Monday on Uncharted, uh, starting May 9th, which is a Monday. And uh, on behalf of Jeremy and Andrea, we'll see you next time on The Real.